Welcome to State of the Program. I'm Bobby Burton, joined by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalene. Eric, uh, this is our weekly show where we talk about anything and everything uh, as it relates to the Longhorns. Uh, You said you want to start off with uh, somebody that's pretty important as it relates to the Longhorns, and that's quarterback Quinn Ewers and and how he's progressing this spring. Uh, Tell us the, the... Give us your your take on uh, the Ewers quarterback situation at this point. Yeah, I think uh, I think Quinn's development is uh, was the most important storyline going into the season. And uh, that said, I have you know we've kind of downplayed uh, the spring he's had just because we want to let you know collect as much data as we can, get as much information on his improvement, uh, and also you know we don't want to go high one day, low the next. Uh, that's how narratives get established, both negative and positive. And we don't want any, we just want the truth coming out. Uh, right now, I feel confident in saying that he's definitely improved over last season. Not so much that he can elevate the offense over the defense uh, through spring ball. The defense is still having their way. Uh, but he's matured quite a bit, and I think he's really starting to earn uh, Sark's trust, whereas last year Sark was telling him what to do, where to go with the ball. Uh, now he has a little bit more autonomy. It, it, it's interesting. So you basically see – one of the things that I, I discussed uh, previously is, you know, what kind of Quinn Ewers do you think we'll see? Are we going to – Quinn Ewers has the talent to be the number one overall pick potentially someday, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we both agree with that. He has that level of talent, but he's not going to be a 10 out of 10 his second year in college, right? right? And the question is whether or not he's going to be a four or a five like he was last year. If he's going to be a seven or a, eight, a six or a seven this year or an eight or a nine this coming year, right. where, where do you see him right now in, in that scale of progress based on what you've heard? Yeah, if 10 is, you know, number one overall draft pick and, and leaving early for sure, I would say, and five was what it was last year. I would say right now he's right in the middle of that, seven and a half, or that's what I expect this season. Now, he can blow it up more statistically uh, than that, given the weapons that they have, Sark's ability to play, call, and scheme. Uh, you know, maybe he can uh, outperform a seven and a half ranking, but I don't know if that would necessarily be his readiness uh, for the NFL. You know, a lot goes in uh, being mentally ready. Although, you know, Anthony Richardson's about to go in the top five probably, and he's nowhere close to being ready to, to read NFL defenses. But, uh, you know, he, he he's improving in those quarterback traits. We know he's a great passer, but we don't know how great of a quarterback he can be just yet. Uh, he has all the throwing talent in the world. Uh, but right now what's encouraging is that he's reading defenses better, he's getting through his progressions quicker, and his accuracy has improved. Sark also mentioned on Tuesday, Eric, his leadership. Uh, called it out a little bit, said, hey, look, guys like Jaron Thompson are being loud and, and talking a lot, J.T. Sanders. He also mentioned uh, Quinn Ewers as one of the guys that he thought was uh, starting to – to mature in that way as well. Well, you know, what I know on that is the, the players definitely want to believe in Quinn. And I think he's really started to earn their trust uh, with how he's performed. Uh, you know, even coming into the spring ball before spring ball, obviously he proved his dedication uh, over bowl practices and, and what he was doing in winter conditioning that really started to turn some heads. He's always been very likable. <clears throat> There's never been any issue with him in the locker room, uh, despite, you know, sort of the fanfare around him or his image or, you know, uh, possible NIL, all that stuff. He's always been extremely likable. Um, but it's in, it's different, you know. When you there's a difference between being likable and being a leader. A lot of leaders aren't necessarily liked because they have to do the hard things and say the hard things. Uh, I think he de- they want to believe in him for sure. I think a couple of good games coming out of the gates will will really put him on that uh, leadership uh, uh, trend line. Right now, I wouldn't say he's a great leader. I think he's trending in that direction though, and he has the ability to become it uh, within his personality. Obviously, he's not a very outgoing uh, guy to begin with. Well, here's the interesting part, right? Um... I wrote an article today on InsideTexas.com. Uh, by the way, we have a special right now on InsideTexas.com. Four months for just $1. If you're not a subscriber, you definitely should be. 
but as we were talking uh, about it, I, I wrote something this morning on Inside Texas that, like, I really believe champions are made in the offseason, right? And you yeah. talked about Quinn Ewers taking the offseason very seriously, not just spring practice, but back in the, the winter conditioning where he, he lost a little weight, maybe reapportioned it, uh, that sort of thing. David Benda has been another one that, that Steve Sarkeesian uh, called out yesterday in his presser about a guy that's taking it uh, more seriously. Jaden Blue uh, has matured as well. So uh, there's a couple of different things going on there that I think uh, uh, lead me to believe that, that the team is moving overall, not just Quinn Ewers, but overall in the right direction. I want to get into a little bit of that in a second, but first I need to say thank you uh, to our sponsor, uh, Adam Lowy. Lowy Adam has uh, really helped us out. Uh, sponsoring our state, weekly state of the program. Uh, Adam, if you uh, are in a wreck, have a catastrophic injury, uh, work, work, uh, workers' comp uh, sort of situation, Adam is who you want to call. Uh, give Adam and his law firm a chance to earn your business. Uh, contact them at lowylawfirm.com. Fill out a questionnaire. They'll call you right back or call them directly. 512-280-0800 for a free consultation. Uh, once again, we really appreciate Adam uh, and what he does for us here. I, I, I want to talk about some other things because you had some good piece, uh, good stuff uh, this week uh, from the, the spring scrimmage or from the scrimmage on Saturday, as well as yesterday's workouts. Eric, uh, what are some of your big highlight notes uh, from practice this past week? Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Dot com and check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Well, you know, start kind of let the cat out of the bag. I think a little bit on the you know the defense is the head of the offense. We've we've known that it's been the case all spring. Uh, it was the case last August as well. Uh, you know, that's that's a pervasive theme. It, it's uh, going to hold. It's probably going to hold steady going into the season. I don't think we're going to know how good this. Uh, Offense is going to be until they're going up against a different defense. Um, you know, David Benda, Keaton Crawford, those are the same things we've been reporting for a long time. Sark is, uh, I'm glad Sark is saying that because if Benda and Keaton Crawford go out and play poorly this season, I feel like I'm a little bit off the hook because, you know, Sark is corroborating all that stuff. Uh, you know, I think that the defense is just uh, playing with a whole lot of co cohesion, uh, playing as a unit. They're uh, obviously they're in their third year of the defense. There's a lot of uh, understanding. There are no individuals out there. Everybody's playing together. I think it's a fast defense. They didn't really sacrifice any speed uh, with Demo uh, to Benda. Obviously, uh, Keaton Crawford is an, a speed upgrade at safety over Anthony Cook. And, um, you know, he's he's thinking fast. Uh, so now he can play fast. Uh, overall, the defense is in a good spot. You know, I think the only question is going to be, um, you know, can they create a pass rush? And, you know, if they can't get it necessarily in an honest way with the edges, I think they'll be able to blitz their way into it at least somewhat. Yeah, and that's the question, right? I mean, how do you how do you generate that pass rush? Uh, Ethan Burke and Justin Justice Finkley having quite the battle at uh, one of the edge positions. It sounds like. 
Yeah, Burke, uh, you know, Burke took the uh, most most of the first team reps last week. That was the first time we were hearing that. So obviously those guys, we knew they were in competition coming into spring. Uh, that competition is going to play out well into the season, I think. Obviously, there's going to be uh, some trade-offs with uh, whichever one you play there. Uh, Burke has the uh, physical intent <clears throat> to want to, to hang with the big guys, but it's he's still not not quite ready to assert the edge. He's a little light in, the, in his lower body. And obviously, he's going up against some really good offensive tackles. Uh, but at the same time, he's able to get in the backfield some. Even going up against Christian Jones and Kelvin Banks, he's able to, to sprint back there a little bit. He's got some good quickness and length. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm interested to see how that goes. But Ethan Burke's definitely one that has a chance to play a whole lot next season. Uh, at a minimum, he's going to rotate. I've got to ask you this, Eric. Um, I look at the Texas roster right now, and I, from a uh, from one standpoint, you know, quarterbacks are young, but Texas actually has some older, more experienced wide receivers um, and some young guys. What What are you hearing of all the positions on the roster? I think I think wide receiver is the most intriguing to me right now. How they're all going to fit. Because you have a guy like Isaiah Nayor, who we know is talented, but is not even out there right now, really, uh, other than on the sidelines running against air. What are you hearing at receiver that that strikes your or that gets your attention? You know, I think they're going to be as good as how consistent their hands are. You know, uh, they've had some drops some days, but uh, you know, Tuesday's practice they had really good hands and they were making plays. So I think uh, you know that they're going to be as good as that because we know they can get open. Uh, we know they have the ability to position themselves in the case of Ad Mitchell. Uh, they have the ability to win underneath uh, in the case of Jordan Winnington. And, and you know, you can win all over with uh, Xavier Worthy. So reliability of hands. Obviously, you know, uh, uh, Winnington's catch radius is a little limited. Mitchell's is not. And uh, Worthy just gets open whenever he wants to. So, uh, you know, they're connecting a little bit more. Uh, you know, uh, Ewers hasn't always had the, enough time to get, get his looks downfield. The, the coverage is, is very tight in the secondary. If you see any of those videos coming out on Twitter, anytime a wide receiver is making a play, the, the DBs are draped all over them. The cornerbacks are playing really well. Uh, you know, they're, they're deep at wide receiver because they can play those younger guys. Uh, I think, uh, you know, they're a bit of prodigies at, with Jonte Cook and, and, uh, and DeAndre Moore. And then, you know, Casey Kane is, he just, man, I always hear about him making plays in practice. Uh, I know he had some disappointing moments last year, uh, but he was making plays last spring too. And I, I think he's going to have some productive games for Texas. Uh, you know, maybe not this year uh, if he's, if he's uh, losing snaps to A.D. Mitchell, but definitely down the line, he's going to play a lot for Texas. Uh, he's a quality he, player. He just has no, 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 He's one of those guys that's going to get every ounce of himself out there, you know. Yeah. And I, I, I mentioned that today. He, he's like the gnat that won't go away. Yeah. Um, and and guys like that help improve the top line, guys too. I mean, that's yeah. their on their heels. Last time we saw him, he had a hundred yard game. Um, you know, his his route running. I think Chris Jackson has really benefited his route running. Uh, and then you know, Nair. I think Nair is guaranteed to come back and play next year. I don't know if he's going to be as good as he uh, was last uh, last August before the injury. But I think he's he's doing well enough in his rehab that we can at least count on him to, to, to play some snaps. Now, we'll learn a lot more about August. But there's a lot of variance in that room, uh, how good they can be. They can be great uh, or they can be disappointing, depending on consistency of hands. Yeah, it, it's 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 interesting. That, of, of all the spots, that's the one that just has that chance to to take on a different level. But based on the fact that last year it was really a two man room um, yeah. and Xavier Worthy apparently had a hurt hand most of the year. Uh, and, you know, Quinn Ewers was not um, a guy that was comfortable in a two tight end offense, tight set necessarily. Uh, he was a young quarterback. I, I just feel like of all the positions, that's the one perhaps uh, that might blossom. And perhaps that helps Quinn Ewers uh, this this year as well. All right. So what's next uh, for this week? 
I know you mentioned uh, in your article yesterday, Eric, they've got a little bit of a switch up uh, on scheduling. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Yeah, they went full pads on Tuesday. Normally that would be more of a recovery, helmets and spiders, spiders being pseudo uh, shoulder pads. It's the things they wear under shoulder pads. I think they just mimic them having to carry something. I'm not sure the, the whole point of that wasn't much contact. Uh, but yesterday it was full pa- full pads. Thursday there will be helmets and spiders. And then they're moving the uh, Friday practice to uh, to or the Saturday practice to Friday uh, so everybody can have a few days off for Easter and they'll be right back to it uh, next Tuesday. All right. So, Erica, basically Thursday, it, it has been going Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, the last three weeks. Now it's going to be Tuesday, Thursday, Friday because of Easter. Um, that leads us into next week, uh, spring game. Uh, it'll look, sounds like it'll be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday uh, next week as well. So, you know, what are we looking for in this spring game, in your opinion? Like, are you looking for that improvement in, in Quinn Ewers, most of everything? Are you looking to see some personnel issues be ironed out? What, what's the, the real thought there? Uh, the first thing I'll look for is how they divvy up the teams. That'll tell us how they plan on uh, attacking the game, if it's a real game setting or more situational, where they let the ones go versus the ones, that sort of thing. Yeah, hopefully they do let the ones uh, go versus each other. Um, I bet they will at a minimum, at least in the red zone work. They, they do that a lot of practice, even in practices where they go ones versus two, twos. They will go good on good in, in red zone and, and keep score there. So I have a feeling they'll at least do that. Uh, but I, I'm hoping to see good on good. I want to see the edges versus the offensive tackles to see if um, to see if there's any way that, okay, maybe they're not beating these guys, but that was a quick enough move that that beats a lot of left tackles or, or right tackles in, in, the, in the Big 12. You know, you, you try to get an idea of zero sum. When you're going through other people to get information, uh, zero sum is a lot harder to understand. Yeah, it's like one guy does well on one play, and then the next time the other guy does well, who, who's really winning? Uh, but they remember the big catch. They remember the interception yeah. uh, because, because those are actual data points, right? Uh, but it doesn't tell the sum of the play. Uh, and I think that's what people have to realize. I, I think most interesting to me is, is definitely the development of Quinn Ewers. Uh, I also want to see exactly where Justice Finkley and Ethan Burke are. I mean, yeah. is, is this is this going to be something where they have to go uh, to uh, the where they have to go to the portal, you know, and and shore that up before next season? Uh which brings me to what else happens on April 15th besides the spring game, the portal opens. And uh, as, as we're here, I'm talking with Eric Nalin, publisher of InsideTexas.com, uh, state of the program. Obviously, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention the portal opens on April 15th. There's recruiting going on. Uh, how do you see the portal playing a role this year uh, in this segment of the year for Texas? Is it going to be... A, and is it going to be one or two guys? Is it going to be three to six? I mean, what do you see right now? Sark yesterday in his presser said there's going to be guys coming and going. He goes, he's not naive to that. What are your thoughts on, on what Texas has to do and wants to accomplish in this uh, segment of time? 
Well, I don't think they're going to take too many. Uh, you know, there's just not much room on the roster. They've done a really good job of creating a very competitive roster where, you know, there's not a lot of, I don't want to be, you know, callous when I say this, but there's not a lot of dead weight. There, you, you don't look at the roster and go, man, that guy's never going to play. Um, in years past, that, that was uh, actually pretty frequent. Uh, so they're not going to take a lot. You know, I think, uh, you know, they need to look at tight end. Uh, depth is uh, questionable there. They've got, Numbers are going to look a lot better in May, but those guys are true freshmen coming in. Uh, two of them are. So, uh, you know, tight end. I, I think they're in a position to go best player available. You know, wh whoever they find that can upgrade the roster. Uh, any, obviously, a pass rusher is the dream if they can find that. Uh, those are scarce. Those are, you know, those guys don't pop up every day. So uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, also uh, in the spring game, I meant to mention I want visual confirmation on uh, Benda and, and Keaton Crawford so I can feel a little bit more comfortable on that. Uh, but that kind of ties into, you know, they, they address safety with Catalan, uh, but they've also developed Keaton Crawford. So they've done well there. I think Benda's playing well enough to where they don't really need to look at linebacker. And, and you know, we, we'd heard that the case was in December that they thought that they could develop what they had and didn't need to go portal. Uh, so I think that's kind of goes contrary to what common fans think uh, that they needed a linebacker. Uh, but I think edge, uh, tight end, um, you know, obviously they're, you know, <clears throat> they were looking at Gary Bryant. Uh, I don't think that they really felt like they needed him. They really liked their parts. So they've done a really good job. I think they, you know, maybe a D tackle that would have multi multiple years would come in handy. Just uh, looking at the roster two years ahead as opposed to this season. D tackle uh, going into this year is actually pretty good. Yeah. A knock on wood injury uh, is, is the big uh, uh, unknown between now and April 15. But Generally speaking, it sounds like Texas has, has found its way through uh, this uh, spring period without a truly significant injury. Again, knock on wood. Yeah, right? yeah. but hearing about um, some bumps and bruises uh, from the last uh, practice, but I haven't really got a, a lot of information on it. I don't think it's anything serious, but yeah, they've, they've done well. That's that's the name of the game. Now, obviously, it can change in a hurry. We saw last year when Nair and, and Angelo were, were lost within like 20 minutes of each other. Uh, you know, so that can change really quickly, but uh, so far, so good. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I want to say thanks again before I ask you our, our last question here and go over this last thing. I want to say thanks again to uh, Adam Lowy and the Lowy Law Firm. He's been helping injured Texas Texans for quite a while. Uh, he is a guy that if you have an injury on the job, uh, if you have a, a, heart, a bad car wreck and the other person's at fault uh, and need representation, Adam's the guy you want to talk to. Uh, go to LoweyLawFirm.com, uh, request a consultation. They'll be happy to give you one uh, or call him at 512-280-0800. And uh, Eric and myself truly appreciate uh, his uh, support of uh, on Texas football as well as inside Texas uh, too. Uh, Eric, uh, I'm thinking about this as we go forward uh, with, with what's going on at Texas right now uh, overall. Jerry Hamilton put in a pick for Jarrett Gibson, uh, the running back out of IMG Academy, uh, to go to Texas, uh, an RPM pick. Uh, shard choice right now is create, becoming this big-time recruiter. Um, A.J. Milwee and Steve Sarkeesian are recruiting quarterbacks well. What else? Uh, Kyle Flood has done terrific with the offensive line. What needs to happen from a recruiting perspective this year, this is a different question for you. So maybe a little bit uh, broader than, than what you thought uh, going in. But what, what does Texas really need to do uh, next in recruiting to up their game once they go to the SEC, in your opinion? 
Well, I think they need to win this year uh, because a lot of the guys that they're after right now, it's it's going to be a different cycle than last year. A lot of the guys they're looking at are going to be late cycle decisions. Um, and, you know, if you're not winning, you want to get those guys in early and really build a relationship and almost guilt them into signing. Uh, you know, so you've been committed to us for so long. Why would you leave us now? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, but a guy like Colin Simmons is probably going to go down to the wire. Um, you know, they've, they've landed a five-star, a, a player that's been rated a five-star by at least one of the services at every position except for defensive tackle and edge. Um, and, you know, they really like the pieces that they've added. They think they've done well. Uh, but really, a guy like Colin Simmons comes in and plays as a true freshman, can have a potential Will Anderson impact uh, in, his, in his freshman year. Uh, and so, you know, obviously they got they got to land a guy like him, but they're not going to land him if they're not winning. So I think winning is, is going to be a little more important than it has been in the past. Obviously, they landed a number five class going five and seven, number three class going eight and four. Uh, but if they want to come back and get another top five class, I think they really need to win the conference or, you know, win nine or ten games. In, in and that sets them up for the SEC. You think they need more edge D line play, higher well, ranked edge and D line? Absolutely, D tackle. They have got to hit D tackle in a major way this year. I'm not, I'm not sure they're trending in that direction. Not to take anything away from Bo Davis or the guys they're after. I think they are after some good players, um, but there's some combinations or likelihoods of defensive tackles they would take this year that I don't think are exactly what they're looking for. I think they they need to do better to compete with Alabama and Georgia. I think they're uh, going to do well at edge. I'd, I'd like their chances for Colin Simmons. Not saying they're going to get him, but if they do win uh, this season, I think there's a lot of lot of things about Texas that appeal to Simmons and his mother. Uh, I think they can pull that off. But uh, D tackle, I'd love to see a War Daddy out there. I haven't seen them really. Uh, you know, none of the guys are bringing in like Terrence Hibbler. I really like him actually. You know, hopefully they get him. Alex January, I think is uh, is a very good prospect and in, in what they need to hold it down in the middle of the trenches. Uh, but they really need a disruptor, a, a, an explosive off the ball guy. And I'm not sure that guy's, uh, you know, on the, on the board right now. Everybody needs that one, right? And, right. and few get them. And, and that's that's the difference between some right. elite teams and non-elite teams. And that's really what I was getting at is, you know, what does Texas need next to, to keep upping the ante? Uh, because I, the article that, that I wrote for Inside Texas today was talking about how I think everything's moving in the right direction. I didn't really address what's next. What is needed next to take that yeah. next step? Um, all right, uh, Eric, uh, thanks again. Uh, a reminder uh, for everyone, uh, four months for just $1 on InsideTexas.com right now. We do it every so often. It is an introductory rate. Give us a try for four months. Uh, you know, we, we, there's a reason why people try us and then stay on and, and that we do these offers every so often because we hope everyone really likes it. All right, for Eric Nalim, publisher of InsideTexas.com, I'm Bobby Burton, and that's been this week's State of the Program. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.